What is up, everybody? You are listening to Suds Buds, the show where good buds talk good suds with the wonderful workers of the beer industry. I'm your host, Eric Anderson, and I'm here in studio with co-host of the show, Mr. Nate Uppadel. Woo! Nate, what's going on? Oh, ready for it today. Got a lot of good beers on the menu tonight. Yeah, man, this is a fun one. This is kind of a, a weird episode that will just kind of live in uh live in the library of suds buds it's kind of a weird hinge episode it's uh it's a little strange it's our season two finale probably should have mentioned that right away at the very beginning but uh yeah season two finale um and we'll see we're kind of gonna just you know leave this as though it could uh wrap up suds buds with a nice little bow but you know as every good sequel or i guess this would be the 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 trilogy our third one if we do it mm-hmm. uh you know always leave that open but. exactly yeah you know, i always hate when like like you ever see one of those movies that like clearly they were supposed to be a sequel but like they must have tanked in box office and then they never made the sequel those yeah. are my least favorite movies i agree i think a good example of one of those that could have became that was uh the first incredibles uh wait they made a movie. They huh? did, but it, it took a long time. Oh, I think that yeah, was kind of yeah. one of those that was in like development hell. Like I think it was uh, Brad Bird who did the first Incredibles, phenomenal movie, one of my favorite Pixar films. They end it with the Underminer coming out, who I think was John Ratzenberg's character, maybe? I don't remember. But he comes out of the ground, and like then they leave it open you know, for another one. And that movie came out in 03 or something like that, maybe 05. Yeah, I mean, early 2000s. And I don't think it got a sequel till like, 2018 or something like that. Like, I think that was one of those where a lot of people just thought, oh, Incredibles was... Just a one and done. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Pixar movies are one and done, so it was like... That's true. Yeah. But it seemed like that was better than, like, A Bug's Life or... Don't you talk shit about A Bug's Life. It's fine, but... I loved uh, P.T. Flea. I, I, I just thought that was a funny joke. Yeah. You know? Yeah runs the circus a flea circus i did really like when they went to the circus when like that was just a great ensemble of characters yeah and then what was yeah hopper uh who was hopper played by in that one hopper um drawing a blank on who played him i know i know the lead was uh flick was dave foley and i don't think you could get much more of a bland pixar lead than flick like yeah, yeah, it was tough to root for him. Like, you rooted for everybody around him. Right. But, like, you never really gave a shit what happened to Flick. Yeah, you really didn't. Like, you felt bad for everybody that got roped into his nonsense. Is that just kind of how you feel about Dave Foley, too? Just like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. Me and Dave Foley will settle this in the octagon. Hopefully he's well, yeah. Um. Yeah, man, so I guess we're a Pixar podcast now. That's going to be season three. We told you this was a Hinge episode, you know? Pilsners and Pixars. <laughs> That'd be really fun for like a little bit, but feel like uh, for how slowly they release Pixar movies, like be kind of struggling for content after like two seasons. Yeah, but I think we could maybe bust through like one or two really good seasons. That's true. It'd be fun to do little watch alongs. Ooh. Ooh, that'd be great. Maybe Twitch it. Could Twitch it. YouTube. Hmm. Ideas are rolling. If there's something else you'd like to see the Suds Buds do a little podcast series on. 
shoot us uh shoot us a message on the old ig or suds buds email sudsbudspod mm-hmm. at gmail.com uh yeah man it's uh it's a finale it's a weird one but we got some business to take care of today yep it's gonna be a little looser format than normal but uh let's start things out with some structure do what we usually do wait is this where i get to open the beer this is hey i love structure yeah i was gonna say you don't hate structure that much (laughs) uh what are we drinking today today first up we've got fade to black a black ipa from broken clock brewing cooperative coming in that's canned on 120 that's not bad no still pretty fresh a couple weeks ago uh black ipa i mean i I know you said this is your favorite style or one of your favorite styles here i love black ipas i love cool dragons and i mean this almost has like a very crazy kind of old school japanese art style to it almost um yeah this was one that stuck out on the shelf just based upon the label but then i saw the tag and (laughs) <laughs> That's something Ambibulous does really cool, which I think is a really small note. It's like they've got all their cans, you know, faced on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Most stores will just have uh, UPC below that, um, and it'll say what the name of the beer is, what the quantity is, like six-pack, and then it'll have the uh, the price next to it. But mm. they actually have a full write-out the name of the beer, what style it is. I love that. It makes it so easy to window shop because it's like, Right away, if you see a label, you don't have to, especially now for, you know, when people are worried about, you know, sanitizing everything and just contact, mm-hmm. you don't have to get your hands on and like twist every can to see what it is. It's such a small thing, but I love being able to just read a shelf and then see a label I like and just look below it and see what it is. I think it's such a simple touch, but Ambivulous, you got it down. I know there's other places that do it too, but. Also, I love the organization by styles of beer versus just you know getting a whole section of this brewery whole section of that one because like you know i mean you go in there most of the time you're probably going to want to pick out from a few different places yeah but when it's divided up by style i'm like oh well they've got this beer i don't know i think it's easier to find what you want a lot quicker oh yeah and it's a store that's designed for you to shop like left to right very seamlessly you know you got all your spirits that you walk through that are all arranged you got all your beers and then your na stuff and then you end up right at the register you know it's science and sometimes there's a dog on the way and it's great oh luna i should have bummed out i didn't pet her today we were kind of on a mission and i was just you know she looked kind of just she was sleeping she looked yeah pretty chill well you want to say it you want to you want to say the phrase yeah (laughs) let's crack open the conversation Ooh, that was a a little messy good one it was a messy crack but it you know you took it for the team i did saved it from the equipment Save the equipment from it. Ooh. Ooh. That is a pretty looking beer. It is a pretty looking beer. So while you're pouring this, I'm going to mention that uh, we're going to actually... Well, I shouldn't say we. You're going to be here to watch it. But uh, as you may know, we did a first season of the show where Dustin Stelton was my co-host of the show. And we drank a bunch of beers. It just so happens that the season two finale, I will be sampling the hundredth beer on this show that's that includes all the beers that we've had from day one to now pre-show beers that we've talked about on the show um including our na beers including the beers we tried with guests that guests gave to us um so yeah pretty pretty crazy to think about that and you know didn't 
didn't finish all those. Some of those were small pours, and you know a lot of them were shared. But but it's a hundred different beers. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and I never, I did the beer advocate thing for a little while, or the the, I forget call where untapped. you can untapped untapped where you can record mm-hmm. all your beers. Then eventually, I was just like, man, I don't want to have to pull out my phone like every time I sit down to drink a beer. I know, I I know some people do it because. Like, they'll do it if they really liked a beer. Yeah. That way they can remember exactly what beer that was. But, yeah, to do it for all hundred. I mean, most, I would say, the vast majority of the beers we've had this season have been pretty great. Yeah. So, but, I, I, just... I think I would also record, like, some real stinkers in there. So I know to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I think, uh... Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, we were talking about untapped, untapped recording beers. Um, I've even noticed when I just am trying something when I'm not recording for the show, like I'll still give it like a five star scale just in my head. I won't even write it down, but mm. just like I find myself with almost every beer we've tried this season. If you just throw out a name, I can probably put it within you know one digit of where it fell or a half digit. So I think. I found just giving it that number scale in my head is a good, you know, would I buy it again or not? Yep. See it on the shelf and it's like, oh yeah, I remember that that beer that, from Lupulin. That was a solid three five. Like, I've I've been noticing kind of a weird thing, you know, like when you're like just listening to music, like you're not actively going out and finding new artists sometimes, but sometimes you catch yourself and you're like, man, I just listen to the same people over and over again. Yeah. But that group of artists you listen to is also like. 40 or 50 artists but like i'm finding i'm having that same issue with beer where like we've had some really great ones the amount of uh Luplin's black eye or black lager i've got eight of those sitting in my seven of them sitting in my fridge right Jeez, now I'll and take that's some. <laughs> yeah was, and that's not the first time i've bought those since that episode that's so good the beer's so oh, good it was delightful um well, hey, man, I'm sitting on this one. What do you say we dive in? Let's let's try it out. You got that black IPA broken clock. Hey, I'm trying to think what other ones. I know they had a, um, it was called Maverick and Goes, which I thought was pretty funny, a little Top Gun play. I think that was my first introduction to them. Movie that I mentioned earlier today I've never seen before. That baffles me. i surprised you could get through film school without watching that movie. <laughs> Well, I don't know what you think film school is, but... Well, clearly it needs some work. <laughs> yeah, it's not all about 80s cinema. Mm. So what are you thinking? What are you getting on this one? Oh, man, it's uh, it's making me wish more places had black IPAs on tap. It's um, roasty, just bitterness right on the front of the tongue. Notes of, like, just kind of like what you'd get from, like, a cold-pressed coffee almost, but mm-hmm. not... Not so much like coffee bean flavor, but just like flavors I associate with coffee. Just a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of roastiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's um, it's really nice. Mm. I think it's pretty solid for its style. I'm not. I mean, it's not a style I'm overly familiar with. But I was kind of expecting more of like a hot bitterness. Like I'm getting plenty of that like bitterness, but I think be- maybe it's because it kind of tastes little coffee ish mm-hmm. that i'm associating that with coffee instead of the uh classic ipa bitterness yeah it's 
I know what you mean. It's it's tough to distinguish, I guess, bitterness and 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 <laughs> totally different flavors because like a a West Coast dank hoppiness, you know, mm-hmm. that's bitter. It's gonna be very different than like a a blonde roast cold press or something. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think I get the hop burn from this just at the end. You know, okay. If you just kind of let it be for a minute, I just get. I get that hop on my tongue without, you know, just being left with a bunch of Java juice in my mouth. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it tastes like drinking a cup of coffee or like a cup of cold press. But actually, I'm sorry. I, I retract that statement. I think that kind of doesn't do this beer justice. Like it has a lot of similarities to a cold press, but it's just another layer in there. Um, but damn. Yeah, this, uh, if anybody's listening and they brew beer, please brew a black IPA. Yeah, this is, man, it's really good. Batch 238, because they've been doing it for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned earlier, I think you mentioned it is a crawler. Yep. Um, yeah, pretty high ABV, 7.6. Not super high. I mean, that's pretty... I feel like close to style, mm-hmm. maybe a little on the high end. And then, yeah, uh, real bitter at 83 IBUs. Um, this is not a beer for everyone, but I do think just from talking to, and I never know when I give a brewer a beer just because I'm not a brewer. And, man, the people listening, uh, men and women, humans that uh, make delicious adult beverages, you guys got it down. You're scientists respect my hats off to you so i never know when i give you something if you're gonna like it or not but one thing i've noticed just talking to brewers in the local scene is a lot of them like black ipas there's just a lot of places where there's a demand to brew you know you got to have certain beers on so many certain beers on tap you can only have so many beers on tap and that's just it's not a super marketable style for whatever reason right now and i i get that um like, I don't, I mean, maybe it could have been more popular when we had that big, um, the big West Coast IPA boom. And that's when it was. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, now that everything, now that we're kind of on that hazy, um, sours train, I think, yeah, it would be really hard to push a beer like this. Um, so I'm kind of curious then, I mean, if that's 238, Broken Clock hasn't been around that long. Um, I, shit, I, I can't. I want to say like four years, but I'm not entirely sure on that. But so if that's 200 batch 238, I got to imagine that's been one of their flagships. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I don't know if it's one they've had on tap for a while, but or if that batch is distribution batches or just batches brewed, you know, I don't know. But it's just the artwork alone stood out. You've got I mean, it just looks it looks menacing, you know. <laughs> You've got a just a solid black or solid red backdrop with some mountains, and then you've got this this big bloated dragon with fade to black. Okay, actually, on its stomach. See, I thought that was bloated too, um, but I'm thinking he's holding an orb. Oh, yeah. Nope, you're right. He is clutching an orb. Okay, well, either that or he's clutching his belly. I can't tell. Uh, could could be either or. Because it kind of looks like it just fades into him. Well, yeah, it fades to black. black. You're not really sure. But 
I don't know. Maybe it's a really skinny dragon clutching, or maybe it's a pregnant dragon. We don't know. Maybe he's just really big from drinking a bunch of Fade to Black. I am not a dragon scientist. Not either, but I kind of wish I was, man. <laughs> you get, you'd be def- uh, featured on the History Channel in no time. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Dragon scientist. They don't really do history anymore, do they? No. That was, that was kind of the bit. They're just the H. Yeah. Ancient aliens. I love that aliens guy. Everybody loves that guy. Finding Bigfoot. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they figured it out too. Like Mermaids in Miami. I mean, how is that a show? Probably. Okay, don't say things like well, that. Somebody to me. pitched it, I'm sure. Well, okay, somebody probably I'll, pitched I'll pitch it. it. Pitch it to Netflix. It'll probably get pulled up. You'll get a like three movie deal. <laughs> Are you going animated with it? I don't know, man. I don't see. That's one of those things that it might that that idea might work. It might be a big money idea, but I'm just not one of those people to invest a bunch of time and mental energy into something that's stupid. I'd rather do a beard podcast. <laughs> uh, I thought I was like, all right, he's gonna tie it back in. Where are we coming? Where are we doing this? There it was. All right, did uh, not disappoint. Yeah. Um, History Channel. Not a lot of history going on there. No. But, I mean, like I said, I think they figured out, too, that history is pretty dry. You can really only make it so exciting. Yeah, and MTV figured out that people just hate music. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They hate music. They love the Jersey Shore. Yeah, Discovery figured out. People don't want to learn shit. Well, I don't know. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, they don't want to learn shit. Um, I mean, they did have the Puppy Bowl on on Sunday. Jesus. We watched a lot of that before the Super Bowl. Um, and if Andy is listening to this podcast, Bingo is still a dumb name for a dog, and I will die on that hill. That is a dumb name for a dog. Thank you. He was he, he thought I was just being bitter, like maybe I was hungover or something. I don't know. But it's a dumb name for a dog. Man, being hungover and watching the Puppy Bowl sounds like it sucks. Why would that suck? You just turn your brain off, you just stare at the TV. It's a bunch of cute puppies. Oh, man, puppies are cool, but anytime I see them in excess, like a lot of puppies, I just think, man, that's expensive. Like, that's a lot of new couches. <laughs> yep. Whew. But they all get adopted. That's like... a lot of urine. <laughs> it's a lot of piston shoes. Yep. A lot of chewed up stuff. Like, one puppy is like, oh, and then in my head, I'm thinking, I can manage that. Like, I can give him so much love, give him a great life, and then when I see 50 of them just running around, it's like, nope, I want no part in that. Um, actually, uh... Oh, wait, wait, are we betting on him? Can I win money off this? You can, I'm sure you could win money off the Puppy Bowl. Does, like, does DraftKings allow you to <laughs> create a Puppy Bowl fantasy team? Because yeah. if so, and none of them are getting hurt, of course, I will... Yeah. I mean, they, they, you know, they play. Yeah. They play. But do they, can you win? Pretty sure you can. I don't remember who won, but I'm pretty sure. Is it like sure. a race? I, I Honestly, I don't know okay, what the puppy bull is. I just know it's a lot of dogs. All right. So, it's a bunch of foster dog, or yeah, a bunch of dogs up for adoption. A bunch of puppies. Oh, shit. Well, now I sound like a real heel. Yep. Um, and I, I was waiting to tell you that. Okay. A uh, bunch of puppies up for adoption, and they separate them into two teams. Uh, this year was, one of them was rough forget what the other team was but they make a miniature football field and they spread a bunch of toys over that football field okay and they just wait for like 
They let all the dogs go. The dogs keep doing their stuff. And when a dog brings a toy into the opponent's end zone, that team scores a point. Does it have to stay there? No. No. So, like, the toy goes into the end zone. That's the point. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Any penalties or anything like that? Uh, I mean, they, they goof with it, but uh, I don't think there's any penalties. Never called, like, unsportsmanlike conduct. I don't know if people would like to see puppies getting punished on air. Just put a big time out. Exactly. Comes out, gets an official, gets down on their level, and just says no a lot. You get the, (laughs) like, that pump, that puppy whimper when, like, you know, like, when they've, they've peed in the living room and they know that they weren't supposed to. Oh, yeah. And then you come home and they're like, like, you haven't even done anything to them yet. But you know, they know. I gotta look for something now. Yep. Well, man, I, I still hold some of the same sentiment that I just spoke of earlier. That too many puppies too expensive. Yeah, it okay. can create problems. But maybe sure. the puppy bowl isn't as bad as it sounds. Sounds like a way for puppies to find a lot of nice, wonderful homes. Well, so. Exactly. I, I think they've got like a hundred percent success rate. Like every puppy in the puppy bowl gets adopted, and they showed last year's puppies from the puppy bowl in the puppy bowl and then showed the like new owners of that dog like so the dog's in the picture oh cool yeah so you get to you know follow up with your your favorites from last year yeah yeah so you know it's kind of fun very cool it's like biggest loser like where are they at now yeah something like that yeah and uh bingo is a loser (laughs) andy you just unplug yourself there? No, I'm still plugged I'm in. Still, still Gucci? I'm right, plugged cool, in. Cool. Come on. Hopefully you just made a very erratic movement there. Yeah, this is my sure first podcast. To, like, resuscitate you or something. That'd be pretty weird or pretty dumb if I screwed up the sound equipment on the very last episode. Yeah, man. That would, then it would be like the lost episode. So maybe give us one second while Nate screws up the sound <laughs> equipment for this last episode. Whoops, my beer. Uh, yeah. Um, you finished up that, uh, that black IPA pretty quick. Oh, she was tasty. Need a little more? Do you think you have, uh, um, know where you're sitting? I think I know where I'm sitting, but that doesn't mean I can't have a little more. Um, let's see. Review here. Actually, I kind of like this as it's warmed up a little bit more. Um, I know some beers have the opposite effect, but mm-hmm. I kind of like this when it's not just, we pulled that out like ice cold out of the fridge and yeah now it's rose a little bit a little more going on with that but uh yeah you got a late pour out of the can and still got a lot of just nice head on that pour mm-hmm. it's a good one it's um you know i say it a lot on here but true to style um i think um subjectively subjectively <laughs> but i've had a lot of these and i, I miss the style of beer so it's gonna be a, a heavy hitter for me one of my higher ratings of the season I'm giving it a 4.6. Ooh. Um, okay. Yeah, this is the total package. This is one where I wouldn't want to have a lot of them. But, uh, like, it's a style that my girlfriend likes. I know you like it. Like, I could easily mm-hmm. see me, like, splitting a crowler this with someone. This is a oh, yeah. good size for this type of beer. Yeah, I, I think a pint would probably be the absolute most I'd drink of this in one go. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah. It, it, wait, you gave it what? Four point six. Four point six. Okay. Um, I think I'm gonna go probably like three seven on it. Okay. Um, I do really like it, and I, again, not overly familiar with the style, so this might sound like an uninformed, untapped review. Um, but I don't know if it's supposed to have that much roast flavor to it. Sure. Um, I kind of had, you know, some expectations for it. But it's still really good beer. Um, I was just kind of hoping for, like, roasty IPA. And that was kind of, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, still fantastic. Got a lot of great flavor to it. Um, yeah. Would buy again. Well, there you go. And my 97th beer drink on this Ooh, show. 97. Creeping up there. Creeping up there. And we got some we got some good ones tonight too. We do. And we're ending with a real good one. The king. This episode should drop on Thursday. But tomorrow I'll drop a photo on social media and we'll see if anyone can guess. <laughs> what our final beer beer 100 for this guy is because uh whoo it's a doozy mm. you love to see it when beer makes a comeback you love to see it you do you do uh well that's a wrap on this one this is um what was the name on this fade guy to fade to black fade black to ipa black. uh broken clock brewing cooperative out of minneapolis have you ever been to broken clock i have not it's a cool kind of, it's a pretty small tap room. They got this cool little garden thing in the back. Um, yeah, do some some real good stuff. Uh, they also have that weird, it's like a thumb hockey kind of game. Like you flick this little puck through like a slot in the middle and you got to try to bounce it into the opponent's goal. Oh, that's air hockey, Nate. <laughs> but with your thumbs? Oh, the, it's foosball, Nate. It's not. Who uses their thumbs in foosball? You must not be very good at foosball. I am not. Um, Explains that you're not using your thumbs. But yeah, cool tap room. Um, kind of. Where, where's it by? Um, honestly, I don't know. I was about to say, you, you're, if you're following Google Maps, like you just in an area where you're like, this can't be right. This can't be right. And then there's this giant, um, like looks like some silos. Yeah. And it's to the right of that. That's where the best places are sometimes, where you can hardly find them, like Bang Brewing, just a little grain silo tucked away, um, Ball Man Brewing, like, great place, uh, employs me, and like, uh, yeah, you wouldn't, I don't know how often I hear, like, this place is awesome, this is a hidden gem, I had no idea there was a brewery back here, you guys must have just opened, like, nope. nah dog, you're late to the game, hang around. <laughs> We've been here for four years. Yeah. Four and a half now? Yeah, five in August. Ooh. Whew. Well, hopefully we can have a little party this year. We'll see. Hopefully yeah. hopefully people are safe and we can we can turn things around by then. We'll see. That's true. Big old we'll see. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna hold my breath, but Me either. But uh tell you what, let's take a little break and talk some lighter stuff when we come back. Alright, alright. We'll be right back, everybody. What's up, everybody? We're back on Suds Buds, and we're on to our next beer. Mm-mm-mm. What do we got up next, Nate? Next up, we've got a 
Reunion Red Ale. Okay. Coming from Enki? Enki. Enki. Victoria, Minnesota. Is that Victoria? It is. Way out there in Victoria. Oh, damn. It is. Okay. Digging the digging the can out on this one, too. Got the uh, art is really cool. Let's say got a little like Egyptian style on the side there. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of metallic gold out here. The gold is really cool in the yeah, can. That's popping really well. Is that all of their beers? Is that the same? I don't know about like the a... gold, but it's all kind of got that fine line work with the curves and stuff. Um, all kind of has that that same artwork, but I think they use different color variants. Yeah, because I, I mean, I see that the beer name is a sticker on the can. Oh, maybe it is then. So I wasn't maybe that's sure. What they've got, or maybe that's their default crowler. Oh, that's probably it. Because like I know I've seen their stuff in like twenty-two ounce bombers, and they have like a same type of artwork, but it's like a blue and then a purple and a red. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had anything from these ones. They make a really good. Um, I think it's a cacao porter. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's either that or a stout. I think it's a porter, but yeah, really good. Had that a while ago. Um, yeah, they were one of the first breweries, if I remember right, to pop up out there. Now, um, Eden Prairie's got a couple. Chaska might even have one. They're popping up out there, but they were kind of the first one out in that area, Victoria. Um, you can always tell like even the sticker is pretty well leveled out so you know that they've like they're putting some time into this yeah you know no it looks nice what do you say we crack open oh hell yeah and what style was this again now uh it's a red ale red ale awesome we haven't had a lot of red ales on have we no we really haven't um i remember asking you in the store today i'm like yeah, you like red ales? You're like, love red ales. I'm like, done. Easy. <laughs> Haven't had one of these in a while. It's actually kind of weird um, that you said that. Um, because like, uh, a lot of times when people come in, they'll be like, do you have uh, like ambers, red ales, you know, that kind of stuff. And yeah, I see a good amount of ambers. But I got to say, I don't see a ton of red ales out. No. So the fact that people are constantly asking for them. And maybe it's just in our area, but I get a lot of people asking about that. Um, and I wholeheartedly agree. We should have red ales. <laughs> red ales, black IPAs. Full hearts, clear minds. Totally agree. Nailed the pour on this one, oh, too. Ooh. Not like last... Oh, no, I never sent you that picture of when you spilled all over Dusty's pants. Well, I did get a hair in my first sip, but that's on me, not on you, Inky. So, <laughs> not docking for that. Mm. Now that's good beer. All right. Oh wow. Whew. Hmm. It's got a real nice flavor. Kind of wishing I wouldn't have gotten as high on the last one, but that's not what this is about. <laughs> this might just be a a fit episode for a season finale. I might be giving mm. out high scores all around. Hey, I was gonna say I'm. I'm trying not to set my expectations too high for this next beer, um, but I have already. Like, I can wholeheartedly tell you that I have set very high expectations. I kind of had a hunch this episode we were going to have some good beers just because it's been a while. That, it's been a while. It's been a while. I wonder how many times we've said that phrase <laughs> that way on this show. I know at least, probably at least once a week. Patrick's keeping track. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> uh 
but yeah, it's been a while since we've actually gone to a store and, and shop together. And mm-hmm. I feel like the episodes we've really done that, we've gotten some really good stuff. I remember one was the, I think the holiday episode, maybe. Ooh. Well, the holiday one, we just each brought a couple. Like, we shopped separately, but we each brought a couple that we were like... That Delirium Noel. <sighs> I think that was one of my highest rated beers this, this season. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect segue. What do you say we... Uh... Mm, diving into the best of... The best of Suds Buds brought to you by Suds Buds. <laughs> <laughs> thought something would come to me it didn't so i'm just nope, gonna roll with that that works <laughs> um so yeah these were our highest rated beers for season two and we had quite a few really good ones um so let's see here the top for both of us we actually had the same favorite beer um it was from allagash <laughs> surprise the cool ship i don't know if it's pesh or peach on the on the episode, Andy said Pesh. Pesh. So, Allagash Cool Ship Pesh Estates. And that was a, um, yeah, that was a peach sour. Um, Lambic, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, it was, because we were talking about Cool Ships for a while. Yeah. Man, was that beer good. Mm. So, that came in, um, that was a 4.9 for me. Um and for Nate, that was a 4.6. If I remember right, the main reason I docked it was that I can't ever drink it again. Um, and that upsets me greatly. Also, the only reason I didn't give it a 5. So, <laughs> um, do with that what you will. I was going to say, it's not really a fair rating system, but it's ours. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um... So yeah, following up with that, um, my next favorite beer this season was um, Lagunitas Sonomica, their sour farmhouse ale, aged in uh, Sonoma red wine barrels. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal beer. I know you said you recently snagged a four pack of that. I've got a four pack sitting in my fridge right now. I gave that a 4.6. Oh, damn. So that was also a quite high one for me. And I think we're going to be in agreement here for a minute because your number two beer, well, you had a big tie for number two. Big tie. Okay. You gave out a lot of 4.5s. Mm. So I gave a 4.6 to that Sonomica. Your second place was just a notch below that. Your your highest was a 4.6 with Allagash. Okay. So your highest rating matched my second place rating. I am a, I am the hard ass of the group. You here. are. You're the bad cop. <laughs> um, but yeah. So your your tie for your second. You had the Lagunitas Sonomica. Mm-hmm. You had the Delirium Noel, with a four or five. You had the Saison uh, Dupont, which was mm. one that we tried with um, Michael Wagner from Steel Toe. Phenomenal beer. <sighs> Love that damn beer. You had um, Untitled Art Oat Cream IPA, which I think was kind of a surprise for all of us. Yeah, um, that one, that one had lactose in it, didn't it? I don't remember. I don't remember, but I remember it hitting. Yeah, I remember one of one of my high rated beers had lactose in it. You had 
some sours that rated pretty high with lactose and then one uh coffee coconut golden stout that's the one that had yeah okay but that so did the um so did the um uh lemon meringue one from jack pine mm. you had a few there's a few okay. exceptions okay. to the rule we found all right all right we found that it can be done well it can be done well but um yeah so i guess moving along with uh your second place you had uh indeed's mexican honey lager i will stand by that beer 100 percent of the time it's a good one man like that that's one of those beers like if if i've got relatives like from out of state visiting um you know and if they all especially like being in the industry they're always like oh what beers do we need to try i do love breaking that one out because it's like it's fantastic flavor profile um i mean it's one of their flagships i think their like mainstay flagship if i remember right and it's also comes in at like eight percent or something it comes in at a weirdly high percent the mexican honey yeah yeah it, it is high because i remember they now have a mexican honey light <laughs> yeah exactly they made a light version of their flagship and don't they also do imperial mexican honeys every once in a while that are bottled i'm pretty positive i would be very interested in the answer for that because i would love to try that um i I could be wrong i could be thinking of a different beer entirely but um i mean i know their bottle program i mean they're all the barrel aged but their bottle program uh wooden soul i believe is the name holy shit i've had some great beers from that nice um i had this uh what's the what's the burnt sugar called um, um sugar it'll come to me later but i remember having creme one brulee of... creme brulee creme brulee is the dessert i don't remember if that's what it was styled after but all i remember is holy shit fantastic yeah. fantastic nice. bottle i'm pretty sure i've never seen them out in the wild i think you have to get them at their tap room though okay um yeah that's but, their bottle series. Yep. Wooden Soul. Okay. Yeah. A uh, lot of fantastic ones. And I know at least pre-COVID, you, they didn't have them on tap. You could get a bottle in the tap room and drink it in the tap room. So hmm. if you wanted to try one out, split a bottle with a couple of people, you could do that. And do they call them Wooden Soul because they're all barrel aged? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just... Honestly, one of my favorite breweries in the cities. Um, yeah, they've got that pistachio cream ale from the summer. That really hit the spot. I saw they were making that year-round. Yep, uh, they're doing that year-round. I mean, the response to that was huge. I remember I picked up a four-pack, and then the next time I went to the liquor store, which was pretty soon after that, it was completely sold out. Then they had to do a rerun of it. Um, and now I think they're doing, I don't remember if they're doing 12 ounce cans with it, but I know they're doing a little change up. Oh no, no, they're getting, I wish I remembered the guy's name now. Um, the, the, the guy who does all their artwork. Um, oh, I don't remember. That'll also come to me later, but, uh, he's spiffing up the logo for him. I think they just kind of intended it to be like a one-off run, Sure, but that beer is, it was everything I wanted out of a pistachio cream ale. Like it was so good, and I really liked their coconut macaroon one a lot too. I was a big fan of that. 
but I know you didn't like it as much, but yeah, I think I don't know. I, it was a lot of vanilla. Yeah, but. I think for that one, I kind of knew what to expect. It's like when you watch, um, like when you watch Anchorman for the yeah. first time, right? Like, wow, this is fantastic. Love this movie. Anchorman two comes out. It's the same movie. Yep. It is the exact same movie. It's not any less funny than Anchorman 1, but you've already seen Anchorman 1, so it's like, it's, it's fine. Okay. like That goes back to our sequels conversation. Same thing with a lot of sequels, you know? Yeah. Like it's just kind of the same movie. Same again. movie. Ted 2 is just Ted 1, but less funny. Uh, I'll be honest, I've never seen either of the Ted movies. Oh, Ted's pretty funny. I love Mark Wahlberg, but Marky Mark, Funky Bunch... Uh, him in, you ever see the movie Rockstar? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so good. I've heard it's good. It's so good. Highly recommend. Um, just like a weird, I don't know. It kind of starts off as like a documentary, but then it just dives into the story. But yeah, just fantastic movie. I've heard good things. Yep. Big, uh, yeah, big Boogie Nights fan. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Mark Wahlberg's fine. Invincible, that's another Disney classic. Inspirational sto uh, sports film about uh, bartender Vince Papali becoming a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't think I saw that one. It's a good movie. All right. Elizabeth Banks is in it. Elizabeth Banks. She hot. Last time, <laughs> last time <laughs> I saw a picture of Elizabeth Banks, she had like most piercings. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. The one that always kind of weirds me out is the cheek ones. Like, it's a bar, like, through the cheek. Kind of looks like a dimple. Did she have that? Yeah, she had that in the last picture I saw of her. Are we thinking of the same person? Elizabeth Banks? Pretty sure. I mean, um, I'm not doubting it, maybe. Yeah. I mean, if I feel like uh, being a Disney child star leaves a scar on you that you can't really fix. Um. Oh no 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 no! That's not her. Yeah, um, so we're, we're totally not thinking. I'm talking sisters. Amanda Bynes. Shit. Oh, wow, Amanda I was Bynes, way off there. I don't know why Elizabeth Banks. What's okay. Amanda Bynes looking like these days? I don't know. She got the little cheek piercings. Okay. Like, it's not. I oh, think it's weird. Yeah, she's looking way different. I think it's because they move. Like they move in and out pretty often. Because it's a bar. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not what I would have expected. Yeah, and I, like I said, I love piercings, so like I, it was weird that that one kind of weirds me out, but it does. Cheek piercings. Cheek piercings. Three stars. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but don't take the suds, buds words. Uh, we're not anti-body modification, so no. do what you want to do. Your body's your temple. Exactly. Love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. See, I told you we'd move on to positivity this segment. <laughs> we love everybody. That's true. That's why we're here. Spread love. And drink beer. Mm. Uh, so Unless speaking you're of spread under 21. Love, because yeah, right. uh, beers, alcohol is a 21 plus beverage. Uh, please drink responsibly. You freaking nailed it, man. Hey, gotta get that plug in. Well, if we do do a third season, you can keep your job. Or I'll, I'll consider letting you keep your job. <laughs> oh. How about that? Oh, bless your heart. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. That's true. Um... So yeah, your uh, your third favorite beer this season after a bunch of second place beers. I was gonna do top five, man, for each of us, but yours go way too deep. You got a lot of 
a lot of four threes and four twos, but okay. you do have one four four, and that's mm. Lupulin Dark Lager. Mm. Talked about it earlier. You love that beer. Uh, so I love that beer. Um, that beer, like I said, I've got seven in my fridge currently. Um, it just, it's also a beer that I noticed. Um, my fridge is a lot like doesn't keep things as cold as the fridge we use here. And so when I had a, when I had one out of my fridge, I got a lot more coffee flavor out of it. Okay. Which didn't I didn't not like it. Um, it just kind of threw me off at first. Um, but yeah, that that beer is just fantastic. It is a good one. I yeah, all day. I can I can do a couple of those at a time, and I love that beer. About the same color as that first IPA we had. Oh yeah. Probably a little higher carb and definitely less bitter. Oh, for sure. Less bitter. Yeah. Um, like, it's got all of the... No, kind of, like... The coffee I would compare it to is, like, an, a cold press that's kind of mass-produced. Where, like, they... They try to cut as much of that bitterness out as they can. Yeah. You know? Like, a, like a Starbucks cold press. Again... I'm not glad I hitched my wagon to that comparison, but like you kind of get the point where it's like, it's got the coffee flavor. It doesn't have the bitterness. It's just coffee and a very light beer. Yep. Yeah. No, nailed it. Um, yeah. So that's your, that's your top three, man. <laughs> it's a pretty long beers. top three. It is a pretty long top three. I'll wrap mine up pretty quick since I only had, uh, one third place beer here and it was coming in at a oh man now i screwed this all up oh well not really it's just i also had a second place tie i didn't realize that my second place tie sorry steel toe i said lagunitas sonoma Casour was my second place but so was uh so was steel toes descent mm. which i said right this time there you go they're dark ale so yeah that was also in my second place freaking love that beer man i i i've been buying a lot more steel toe recently i mean shit, even their bombers they're like six dollars yeah they always have been too yeah and i'm like what like I, I last time i was at um south linda i was like that can't be right I'm like oh shit and they had a fresh batch of descent in there so you know i might have picked up a couple bottles yeah um but yeah, I just and I love that you have the option of a bomber, and like they're size seven. I picked up some of that. Um, last time I got it, I got into a bomber, mm-hmm. and I was like, ah, kind of want a six pack of it this time. Yeah, like I just want twelve ounces at a time. You know, I already shared it once. Now I want it for myself, so I just bought a six pack. But I kind of like that packaging option. I do too, and and yeah, it just. It's nice for one person, just that bomber. It's mm-hmm. perfect. And shout out to Michael Wagner, too. Mm-hmm. He was a guest early on this season. Um, was he episode one? Maybe no. episode two. He was a, Mikey he was likes like, it. I think he was like halfway through the season. You might be right. It was earlier on, I felt. But, uh, yeah, he kind of just reinstated kind of what you just said, just that he um, uh, – or reinforced what you said, just uh, – uh, you know, they're a small brewery, mm-hmm. likes to keep it that way. You know, their stuff can be a little tough to find, but 
they got a tap room that's always there for you you can you know look on their website and find their stuff but and they're just kind of they make good beer and they know it in a way like he talked about like not piloting anything mm-hmm. he talked about you know right when they came on the show they just released uh their ipa just steel toe <laughs> ipa and it's like some people would scratch their head and just be like okay guys but it's they are i feel like minimalist to a t yep but they do it right and i feel like even bang bang would probably be minimal minimalist to a t but steel toe is just right right in that same ballpark well, you know what i love about that yeah um they just uh well actually Quick side note, my favorite thing that I learned about from that episode, uh, one of my favorite things, is when I went to pick up the Descent from their tap room just to make sure I could get a bottle of it, um, I found out that their tap room is as close to me as my closest liquor store. And that was very fun for me, because I was like, oh shit, I can go get Steel Toe all the time, and it, less than a 10 minute drive, like, I... I, I feel bad because, like, I always kind of wrote them off. Um, maybe because, like, the art never popped, but... They make good beer, man. Steel Toe size 7 has always been... That's kind of my measuring stick for Minnesota, like, Minnesota's take on a West Coast-style IPA. Mm-hmm. Like, if I have a buddy that comes to town and is like, what do I take out of town with me? I'm telling... I would for sure say, you know, size 7. You know, mm-hmm. that's... And I like being able to just have, like, an easy beer like that that I can recommend. It's just, like, Summit EPA, you know? Yeah. It's just, like... It's good, you know? Exactly. Well, now, like, yeah, if I if I find Steel Toe on tap, like, I'm gonna get it. Like, yeah. it's just how it's gonna be. Because I know what... I know what to expect. Yeah. Um, Their sticker fight's really good. Sticker fight? I don't it's think either I their double one. or triple IPA. I think it's their Ooh, double. Okay. It's really good. It's kind of like a silver labeling, if I remember right. And their Rainmaker, that's their red. I've had their Rainmaker. I picked that up a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, shout out to Steel Toe. Hell yeah. Um, we got to move along just because I made a little mistake there. I uh, thought I did my second place already and I had to add a second place. But Descent, it's up there. And now for my third place because there's a bunch of them. Um... I guess there's not. I keep reading this thing wrong. I got last season's all blended with this season's, but I swear we're getting it right. Uh, Jesus, we were that close. My third place is Lupulin's Dark Lager. Hey! So, yeah, we were kind of in a lot of agreement throughout the season. Um, We've had just a shitload of good beers. We really have. Like Our top threes were all over four fives, I believe. I want to say, like, there's not not that many beers i could probably count on one hand how many beers i rated below like even a three um well let's find out let's find out our uh, least favorite beers here we'll start with you okay um just for the ease of things let's go through all of yours right away all right so your very first one is very first so my least favorite or my third least your least favorite okay your very least uh, do you want to go and let's go yeah let's, let's bring it you know We'll work our way there. Sure. So your third least favorite was 612 Brew Mill City Pills. And mm. it wasn't a super low score. It was a, a 2-8. Okay. Um, you had a tie for third place, but uh, yeah, just weren't, uh, wasn't your jam. It. Yeah. 
Um, for your uh, tie for your third least favorite beer was LTD's Brewing uh, Terror. Excuse me. LTD Brewing Night Terror Double Chocolate Milk Stout. Uh, I remember that one. I Yeah. That was part of our Crowler crate, if I remember right. Um, Yes. I believe that was with uh-huh. Ryan. Yep. Yep. And that one, yeah. I, I think lactose had something to do with it. Just kind of real heavy. Just not something. Yeah. Wasn't your jam. No. Um, so your second least favorite. This one? Kind of surprised me a little bit, but I remember it well. I remember our conversation. Um, it was Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome Ale. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think... I'll, I'll let you go. I don't want to speak for you. Um, that one... That was like the uh, the Welcome Back Ale. Yep. Yep. Welcome Back annual, Ale. annual like, service industry ale or something? I could not figure out what that beer was trying to do. And I could not, like, nothing, it seemed like it was trying to do a lot of things, and it wasn't doing any of them well. And I think that was kind of my biggest gripe with it. It was, it seemed like a really promising beer, and I, it just didn't hit any of the notes that I needed from it. It was a weird one. I, I didn't rate it as low. I actually kind of liked it. It was a 3.9 for me. Oh, shit. I just wasn't sure what it was, but I liked what it was. I think was my consensus. It was, you know, it came in like a corked bottle, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like foil wrapped and stuff. Maybe not corked, but it wasn't a tall bottle. And it was uh, not as dark as we thought. Kind of flat. You know, not super sweet. Not super heavy. Like, it was just kind of like, it was just a really mild brown ale almost. Yeah. I, I don't know. I... I just remember like trying it and I kept trying to like it. Cause like, it seemed like something I would like. And it just, there's, I remember there was some weird spices going on it too. I think the style was winter warmer ale is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Again, it just, it was trying to be a lot of things. Yeah. And it kind of just felt like a hodgepodge to me. I feel that. I feel that. Um, you did have a tie though for your second to least favorite. Um, this one, no surprise to me, was the Santa Squishy mm, Cola yeah, Berliner Weiss. Yeah. yeah uh, yeah, cherry yeah. Cola Berliner Weiss. Uh-huh. That was from Oliphant. Yeah. that last week. Um, yeah, we I picked mean, it just out of novelty. It was, we've never had cola in a beer. So. <laughs> and they nailed the cola flavor. It just wasn't a beer that I, yeah, not my thing. Kind of flat cola, just flat cherry cola. Yeah, with not, salt in it. With salt in it. Like, I think that one on that had lactose too. Yeah, yeah. Just... Well, it was like those little uh, cola gummies. Yep, I remember you saying that. It was yeah. weird. Yeah, and like they liquefied that and they turned it into a beer. Dustin liked it even less than us. He gave it a two four. <laughs> Dusty's, you know that replacing Dusty was hard. That's why I knew I needed to be the hard ass here. <laughs> he was critical sometimes, but also there were certain beers. You know, his was more styles. Like if you, if I was pulling. Like putting a, a West Coast session IPA on the show, I knew like, oh man, this is like, it's gonna be a battle to get Dusty to hit a three on this one. Mm-hmm. But it's like if I'm putting a sour on the show, I know like, I'm probably not gonna like it if Dustin's giving it less than a four. You know, like okay, he he likes that boy likes his sours, and also he knows what to look for in a sour, like, which is why we had him on last week. He's I mean, the, that was sour trunks, Mister Pucker. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and finally, we are on to your least favorite beer of the season. I know what this one is. Too Spaced Out, Two-Faced Trout yeah. from Oliphant. Uh, yeah, someone liked it, though. Sam put uh, the sticker from it on his guitar. He so, did. He <laughs> Salsa did. Dave. Salsa Dave's got the, the, and yeah, art, five out of five for sure. On all their stuff, on dude. all their stuff. Still got one in the fridge, actually. Well, and what was weird about that episode was, like, their, the sour, uh, the lemon-lime sour, I think that was one of our highest-rated beers of the season. It was good. Yeah, just, like, across the board, everybody gave it awesome marks. They had another one that was pretty good, too. The, berry, I think, the, yeah, the berry sour. Berry, maybe. Yeah. But that one yeah it was the mango uh pineapple jalapeno vanilla sea salt and it was was just it was everywhere Uh, uh, pretty much the same notes i'd give that uh winter warmer welcome back ale i just didn't know what to do with it i was like is this beer is this mango is it jalapeno that's how I felt and, about a few of the beers last week. Like I felt mm-hmm. like when they were hitting, they were hitting, and when they weren't, it was they were really big misses. And even like I tried a few off air later on throughout the week, mm-hmm. and um, Sam and I split a uh, their peaches and cream sour. Okay, fantastic. Like that might have been one of those exceptions to the rule, like the lactose thing, because mm-hmm. if you just like that peaches and cream flavor, they they hit it out of the park. I mean they're. And we had a peach beer early today, or a peach seltzer earlier. Yeah. Peach is a hard flavor to nail. Like It is. Um, I feel like it's one of those where artificially it's really hard. Like It's one of those artificially is a different flavor. Yep. You know, like a watermelon. Artificial watermelon. watermelon. It doesn't taste like watermelon. It tastes nothing like watermelon. But I love artificial watermelon, and I love watermelon. But they're not the same thing. Peach is kind of that way sometimes. I agree. Artificial grapes, another one of those. Grapes are a weird one. Like anything that's grape flavored and purple, it's probably not going to taste like a grape. No. No, it does. No, it is a weird. Quick side note: weird grape, cotton candy grapes. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. Oh my god! And you can only get them in like a certain window of the year, I think. Okay, so. That's how I've known them. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, Aldi's has them right now. Damn. Okay. And this is off season for sure. Cause is it's, it still firm or are they getting a little they're, overripe? They're getting a little overripe. I bought them like twice now. Yeah. Uh, this last batch was a little overripe. And that would have been like a week ago. So if you're near an Aldi, I mean, now's the last time until I think, I want to say it's fall that they do them. I don't remember though. But yeah cotton candy grapes hot damn love me some gmo (laughs) i don't get it okay well (laughs) i'll explain it to you when you're older thanks uh so yeah on to our next one um this is my least favorites um trying to get my bearings here okay um we're gonna go to shoot we got to go back here a little ways Ooh. um looks like a 2.9 2.9 is gonna be my third least favorite ltd brewings uh night terror double chocolate milk stout okay 
Second least favorite, Santa Squishy, Cola Berlinervice. <laughs> and my least favorite, Two Spaced Out, Two Faced Trout. All right. So all three of those were on my. Yeah. Yeah, and I got nothing to say about that. I just, I mirror your statements and feelings because so do my scores. So I don't hate any of those breweries. Come on. I no. think they all make some fantastic beers. But uh, yeah, those three ones in particular, not my jam. And that's okay. So. we uh it's okay nate <laughs> okay eric it's fine well uh how's this beer ranking up here for you it's good it's good it's good it's fine the beer we're drinking right now it's good I swear it's to fine. god i'm getting a lot of attitude sit down i'm sitting sit actually for anybody i mean i know it's not a visual podcast um but i'm sta- standing over eric towering over eric I'm grabbing my mic so hard, my my knuckles are whitening. I mean, kind of. Yeah, I'm about ready to throw something. <laughs> Don't throw the mic. It's very expensive. <sighs> so what are we doing? Are we, uh, we going to rate this beer? Let's rate this beer. You go first. Uh, didn't I go first last time? Probably. I don't know. Uh, this is a great red ale. Um, I, I don't know. It's just, I'm going to take your term. Uh good to style classic to style true to style true to shit true to I style shit all right true to style um it's got like a little bit of carameliness to it that i really love mm, um, caramely mm-hmm. mm, yes. Mm, yes. Mm, yes i'm my man my nose is up in the air you just can't see it my pinky's up i'm holding my mic stand with my pinky up and my knuckles are relaxed you don't now. even have to hold the mic stand i know it's okay but i'm angry i'm getting ready in case i need to defend myself angry and snooty what a what a combo <laughs> mm, yes snooty carmely mm. yes mm. what else are you picking up there ambers are always, or not ambers red ales are always kind of a hard one for me yeah um just because i, I don't know if it's a different type of malt that they tend to use like because it has maltiness, but it doesn't feel like the same maltiness that like you get from like a brown ale. Like it's malt without the roast. Well, it's, I would guess it's not roasted malts. Right, that's I guess pretty, that's pretty, pretty, pretty thing. fair. Pretty fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about brown ales, but I know like that's like the main characteristic of like stouts and porters is the the roasting of the malts. But I don't know, but this is just a delight. Um, I'm probably gonna go four two on this guy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, this is a delightful beer. Give me Hell a, yeah! Give me them red ales. Yeah, man i I really like this. Um, I would urge anybody listening right now, if you can't find this one, if you're not near a store that carries Inky products or near Umbibulous, go to your local total nope not even total one you probably don't need to go to the liquor store that is nearest to your house i don't care how small it is and look in their cooler and try to find a 12 pack of killian's irish red and <laughs> date check it date check it please killian's irish oh i haven't had that beer in a long time and find the 12 pack it's worth it that is freshest and take it home with you because that's one of those like buck a bottle beers that you can still find on tap at like i wouldn't want to say all dive bars but a lot of bars will still have killians on tap yeah. and it's you always know what you're getting it always hits it's, it's great um this reminds me a lot of that that being said um 
What did I give that first one? Was that a 4-5 or a 4-6? I want to say 4-6. Four, 4-6. Six. Four, six. I'm putting this up there. I'm putting this at a 4-2. Don't want to one-up you, but I think you uh, you nailed it with the 4-2. I can't, I can't one-up you. That, was a, that, was a <laughs> that would be score. an unfair. You need to rate the beer how you feel. That's right. I can't price is right you on this one. Exactly. Um. So, yeah, that's uh wraps up our review on Inky's Reunion Red Ale. I see Nate doing the dance over there, so I take <laughs> it he wants to go to a break. So yep. why don't you uh, do the honors, Nate? All right. Well, uh, we'll see you back here in just a second on Suds Buds. Whoop! What's up, everybody? We're back. Suds Buds 2, season finale. It's a sad day, but we're making the best of it. Sad you know what? It's day. not a sad day. I was going to say, come on it's now. It's a good day. We've got some bangers of bangers of beers. Mm. Love you, Dustin. Um, yeah, Nate's uh, fumbling with this next one. I'll, I'll give you a minute. Do you want me to stall, or do you want me to tell people what we're drinking? <laughs> tell you what, why don't you take this, and I'll tell people what we're drinking. You know uh, what? I'll stall, and you can battle okay. with it for right. a little more, because this is funny to watch. <laughs> so our... Uh, twisted it up a lot. Our uh, most featured brewery on the show um, was Jack Pine. Love our Jack Pine beer. Mm-hmm. Never been to their tap room. It's in Bax- Baxter, Minnesota, but uh, due for a trip up there. I think we're going to maybe make one this summer. Maybe drag old Patrick with. Oh, hell yeah. Maybe make a big old detour and hook it up to Duluth. Maybe try some beers up there, hit up uh, Ursa Minor, and then maybe hook it up to uh, Two Harbors, go to Castle Danger. I think that'd be kind of a fun little... Sure, sure there's a lot of disc golf on the way. Oh, yeah, play bring, some uh, disc golf. Bring Andrew WK, Dirty bring Randy. Wendell Cunningham. <laughs> Andal. Andal. Um, yeah, I think that'd be great, Dirty Randy. I love that. It'd be a great time. Boy, boys trip. Boys trip. Speaking of boys trip, I just got back from Lake of the Woods. How's that? Hell of a trip. Yeah? Good time. Yeah, good time with the guys. Uh, got some fishing in, caught some sauger, some walleye, some tulipy. Um, what is a sauger? Sauger is like a walleye. Okay. Um, I've never caught one before, but yeah, they taste basically the same, just slightly different markings, same body shape. Um, not quite as pretty, maybe a little more gray. Sure. But... Uh, is it actually a different kind of fish, or is it just like a less pretty walleye? I think it's, I don't know what the proper way to describe it would be, but it's very similar to a wild walleye. I think it's kind of like northerns and muskies. Okay. Very similar body with slightly different featurings. Not quite as much of a night and day difference as like a, a gator and a croc thing, mm-hmm. but saugers are just native to, I feel like, a much more select group of of bodies of water and lake of the woods is one of them which man you don't understand how massive that lake is until you're driving across it in a vehicle and like you know where you're trying to go you got to set your odometer because you're trying to get like 14 15 miles out there and um it's just like you can't see the banks on either side and you're just driving through through a snow desert it's uh it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. And Nate finally got the cage okay. off the top of it the bottle. It was quite literally a hundred turns to get that cage off the top. Rage in the friggin' cage. I think it was probably like 30 turns for a normal hand. You just, you know. It was sharp and I didn't like it. <laughs> and now the cork. 
Now the court. Round two. Continue stalling. You want me to help you with this part? I don't want to lose an eye. I, don't, I, got, I got my contacts in. Got your contacts in. I'm covering up. Get better eyes. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared here. You should be. Uh, I'm too powerful. Yeah, you are, Thanos. Um, <laughs> yeah, what else we got going on? Um, Jack Pine, most featured brewery. We went through our top favorites. Um... Yeah, and now we're we're trying to get to our third beer here. Um, which, oh, okay, all right, whatever. No, it's a it's a point of pride <laughs> at this point. I will get this bottle at this open. Point. Um, I'm trying to think. We other big announcements. Um, we still have yet to make our final batch of hot sauce from this season. Jesus, yeah, that's... yeah, that sucker's breaking down. <laughs> um, I've got. I mean, I still have to burp it, you know, probably like once a week at this point. That's about mm-hmm. all it takes. But uh, the peppers, I don't even turn it anymore because the peppers are breaking up quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for this. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think you can let it go too long. It's just... It just doesn't do anything. Yeah, I need to keep remembering that. I'm. Yeah, we need to get some more batches going, mm-hmm. especially before summer comes up here take that farmer's market scene by storm <laughs> just i'd love to be set up next to a lady named gladys or next to a lady named orita selling it's otilla oversalted okay. cookies okay it's over vanilla and her name's otilla I'm trying to apply her vanilla tilla it nationally right awarded french fry recipe seasoning to uh to cookies <laughs> all right you know what eric why don't you open this bottle Oh my God! This is why you know we're a team. There's hosts and co-hosts because um, you know some of us deal better with the cage, but we're not court guys. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna break that cork off. I can see we it. Need Dusty here. Dusty's the master Ooh. of the cage. He's oh well, yeah, but we're on the cork. I already got the cage. I shit you not. It was like I don't know. It was probably like thirty turns to get that sucker out. I think it's going to take 30 turns to get this cork oh, out. Oh, it's not so much fun now, is it? They really got this in there. I'm working it, but yeah. I, was like I feel like I'm going to break a window. <laughs> Maybe if I point it this way, I'll hit, oh, fle- I'll hit flesh. Oh. Well, see, I have perfect eyes, so I don't need those contacts. 2020 vision, baby. <laughs> I really wish this was a visual podcast at this moment. Dude, I'm. St- oh, and he broke the cork, and ladies broke and the gentlemen. Cork. All right, Nate, stall it. I'll oh. be right back because I go get a wine opener. Hey, there we go. Maybe <sighs> uh, tell everyone your favorite. Uh, I don't know. Do a little talking about your favorite Queens of the Stone Age record. Maybe, maybe don't tell me what to do. Favorite Queen of the Stone Age record is R, but that's pretty obvious. I mean, it's R. It's got uh, Feel Good Hit of the Summer. Um, what else does that one have on? I don't remember. It's just banger after banger. But that's not the point. The point is, Eric broke the cork. I didn't break the cage. Eric broke the cork. Um, so that's kind of on him. Uh, partially on Portage Brewing, who this beer is from. But I'm not going to blame them for our downfalls. As soon as we finish this up, I'm getting in the cage for a match <laughs> one-on-one with Nate. Love to see it, buddy. I don't care how we're doing it, but it's happening. What? <laughs> I don't care whether it's video game, real life, or just making a cage out of these damn tops of the bottles. 
All right, we're gonna we're gonna see if I can get this here. I'm a little worried, but still gonna need you to stall for me. Nate. Yeah, I'll keep stalling. They they won't even notice that I'm stalling. I'm just. Ah, uh, I don't know. Well, I guess I can kind of talk about this beer. Um, so we're you know at Ambibulous today, and I just the, the feeling came over me. I needed a saison. And there weren't many, but this one jumped out. It is a Saison from Portage Brewing um, made with lavender tea, honey, and I think one other thing. Uh, it's not coming to mind right now, but just sounds like a real pleasant blend there. Um, hopefully, I'll get to try it one day. Um, ooh, oh, he's pulling up the cork. I heard a, I heard a pop. It popped. Hey. You got it. You got it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a beer. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. <laughs> okay. All right. We got her. Uh, I'll, I'll give the actual okay, yeah, label well, read here. read off here. Uh, the Affleur, uh Mixed Fermentation Saison from Portage. Um, made with lavender tea, lemon... And honey. Lemons, what I forgot. From Walker, Minnesota. Mm. I am excited for this. Figure since I opened it, I get first oh, pour. Uh, first two pours. First two pours. I'll, I'll wait until you're done with the first to try mine. Perfect. We're in agreement. Then. That seems fair. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Like I don't know what came over me, but I actually looked up. Is there a specific season people tend to do saisons? Like, uh, spring and summer, I think. Yeah, I mean, I know it's like a harvest kind of beer. Right? Oh, that pour, too. Ooh, she's tasty. Well, I haven't tried it, but I just i am going to assume. Mixed fermentation, portage. I'm, I know we've had some portage stuff before. Eric's got some weird eyes right now. Oh, wow. Ooh. Okay. Now I see why they packaged it so tight. Okay. <laughs> Feels like you got some feelings about this one. Yeah. Um, trying to come up with words to describe that one. Wow. I think I'm getting everything. That's really good. I knew I was going to like this one. That's really good. Damn it. All right. That le- it's a little more lemon than I thought there was going to be, but I'm I'm happy about it. Like the lemon's kind of that back of the tongue like the whole back and then you kind of get the honey and lavender on the front. Yeah. Mm. I taste everything there. Yep. I didn't think I got the lavender at first, but like it just kind of creeps in right at the end. Yeah. That's good. Hot damn. This is beer 99 for me, and I have no idea what I'm going to score it. But tell you what, <laughs> while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to go ahead and have beer 100 real quick. Oh, we're going to do here, so. beer 100. Uh, uh, and Nate doesn't it, get to drink this one because it's only my 100th exactly, beer on the show. It's not my 100th beer, unfortunately. And I'm, I'm making my heel comeback tonight because <laughs> I already you know, shit on foster dogs, apparently. So Do I get? Am I telling people what the beer is? 
Um, yeah, go ahead. Tell them what we got, Nate. All right. So tonight, uh, for Eric's 100th beer, he is shotgunning a hams on air. Uh, that is left it completely up to him. Uh, one, two, three, four, five second shotgun. That's not bad. And that's, that's what we're in the industry here for. Oh, went back for seconds. Double dipping. Shotgun. There wasn't much left in there. The hundred. How does it feel? Feels great. Um, It was a great game. Great season. Team really showed up to play. Um, (laughs) You know, line really protected me. Um, You know, shout out to to coach, coach Stig on the, the, the sideline. Um, You know, coach salsa, Dave really helped me out with uh, some, some good advice some some good, playmaking calls um but yeah i just i'm just glad i could come out here and do it for my fans um you know got a great ball club here and uh yeah this is what a five-star beer tastes like so uh you know we'll be back next season we'll do it again and uh yeah hopefully (laughs) another five-star season you know what i'm saying thanks michelle (laughs) and we're back that was uh eric anderson with his hundredth beer of the of the suds buds Oh man, that was great. Uh, I'm back. Uh, Jittery. <clears throat> sorry, just had to run back to the sidelines here, get my headset back on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, yeah, five star beer. Hams may have cut my lip on a on a a little bit of a rough uh, rough entry there with the car key, but uh, we did it. You did it. You have officially drank a hundred beers on air. Yes, and reviewed a hundred beers on air. Um, did you not review Hams before? Well, I think we did kind of a weird review on it. We had a shit beer showcase, a brown bag challenge. Reviewed a bunch of light beers and tried to place them, but we just agreed that their ratings would only exist within that episode. Oh, uh, okay. okay. So I think I gave it a five star on that episode, but... You're sticking with the five. I'm sticking with the five, so I guess that boots... The dark lager, but you know what? We'll 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 just say this is an honorary five, or maybe we'll say no. We'll say that the the dark lager from Loopland's <laughs> an honorary third. Uh, uh, this is this is first place. I mean, Hams has got that special place in the uh, the brewing industry, in the yeah. Minnesota beer industry. Come on, and it's easy to find. I mean, I went on a fishing trip where like I was with a couple guys that were bringing Bush Light, and that was like. That was just what they did. It was just, you know, they agreed, you know, we're going to bring this many cases of Bush Light, and when it's gone, it's gone. It's not like anyone was monitoring it. Mm-hmm. So I knew for that trip what was mine. And also, they brought up 24 packs, and I'm like, I got six more beers than you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gotta buy it by the 30, by the suitcase. Mm. I love the, well, my buddy calls it uh, a Thanksgiving, or a, yeah, Thanksgiving feast. A Thanksgiving feast, yep. just a bunch of hams. Well, actually, or is it uh no Easter dinner? I'm Easter sorry, dinner. Easter, Easter dinner. dinner. You eat turkey for Thanksgiving, ham for Easter. Yeah, Easter dinner. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, Falling Knife has a American lager out now called Tom's. I haven't had that one. I've seen it a lot, but it's got the curvy lettering and it's got the two M's and the S. I gotta imagine that's a play on hams, right? There's no way it's not. Yeah, I gotta get that one. Yep, I feel like that'd be a lot of fun. Um, the only well, and Tom's a cool guy, by the way. We had um, um, 
Oh, man, I feel so bad right now. Dan Herman. We had Dan Herman on the show last season. Okay. And, um, man, what a great conversation that guy was. Um, but, yeah, had the opportunity to go back in there and check out their brewing space um, several months ago over the summer and meet Tom, who brews a lot of their beer. And, man, just a really cool, really cool crew. Kind of the new kids on the block last year, but uh, they're crushing it, man. Oh, yeah. Verbal tip IPA. Beer's so damn good. I haven't seen their Pilsner in a while, um, which kind of bums me out. I loved that one. The Fry Shoots, German style. Yep. Uh, They did have um, their very old Painless, so their aged barley wine. Had that at your house, I think. Yeah, 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 we did. I loved that. I love that beer, too. I, I need love... to come over to your house for more beers. You got a pool table, man. I do have a pool table. I need table. to use you for uh, your pool table. <laughs> honest to God, in the summer, like it's going to be a weird summer because, like, let, assuming that things open back up, like, if we get our handle on this, yeah, like, people are going to want to go to the bars, but the fav- my favorite thing about my house is the summer. I've got, like, a second floor, big-ass porch, and bunch of furniture out there grill lights music like i've if i invite like five people over i have zero reason to go to a bar yeah like here's five people i want to talk to here's food and booze i don't need anything else you're set got my hydroponics growing in the corner fresh mint make a pitcher of mojitos all day yeah, this is a 21-plus podcast, and weed's not legal in Minnesota. Nate's not growing weed on his porch. He's growing hydroponic <laughs> veggies, which is, I mean, I'm a gardener, but when you say hydroponics, I feel like that's not where people's minds go Honest to. Honest to God, it's been a problem, and people are like, oh, but you could grow weed on it? I'm like, yeah, but I also put it on the corner, like the very corner of our um, our porch, which ah, is on the corner. You're cor- uptown. <laughs> yeah, which is on the corner of a street. You're fine. So... If I were growing weed out of this thing, it would literally be on display. And I'm not even, I wouldn't even be worried about the cops finding it. I'd be worried about people noticing what it was and then climbing up onto my porch to steal it. Trying to fuck with it while they're drunk. You know, it'd be like some drunk guy walking down the street, like, dude, our guy's got weed on his porch. Exactly. That's, and I don't want, I don't want that. That porch exists to look down onto people. It's a nice porch. I like the porch. Yo, if you want a project this summer, mm-hmm. down to help you sand and stain that porch. I feel like those boards need to come up. I feel like it needs the boards need to be replaced. You think so? Yeah, they're pretty warped. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it's. I think you it's pretty time. cool with your landlord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe mention that. Huh? May oh mention you got a badass porch, and I mean, like, if you think it's that, I mean. I was more worried about splinters, but if you think it's like a safety issue, like the boards are getting bad. Well, it's just that like they're really curling up on the ends, mm. and I mean the nails are still there, so like the it curled up so much that it pulled the nails straight out. Yeah. So like that kind of seems like it's, some of those boards might be cached. Speaking of boards that are cached, our back step has got a real soft step, like on the first board right when Uh-oh. you walk out. Ooh. And I know that someone's going to have just a jackass moment that's going to lead to, like, a hip replacement at this house. But, you know, it's I, I'm accepting that. You know, I'm not fixing it right now. So, it's if that's me, it's... <laughs> you live and you learn. It, it sounds like I'm being lazy, but really, I just live for the goosebumps, man. 
is it going to break today? Who's to say? Who knows? Exactly. And you always hard step on it. You know, you never, you don't want to tiptoe it, you know? You don't tiptoe on the first step. Come on. No, come on. You got to, you walk with authority. Be proud. Be confident. (laughs) Be an adult. Walk with authority. Respect my authority. Authority. Ah. That's right. You're a South Park guy. Of course. It was a great show. I have a lot of fun with that one. It's a fine show. Mm-hmm. It's no Cobra Kai, but I guess it'll do. I Do you think South Park's gone downhill as they've gotten along? I mean, I think it's easy to say that about any show that's run like 25 seasons. I I feel like they, not everything's been a hit, but the old seasons, I think it's maybe they... I feel like they did have more like consistently great episodes yeah. in older seasons, um, but they still have some fantastic episodes now. It might just not be the whole season through. Uh, they've been trying to do like this arcing storyline yeah. through a whole season. I'm not crazy about it, but it's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I, I still think it's a fantastic show. Just not quite as good as it used to be. Sure. I, and this is coming from someone who's only seen like probably the first four seasons of that show. And then just episodes on and off. Like I feel like the appeal to the first four seasons was you've got kids just saying just raunchy stuff. You know, it's it's edgy, but it's also really funny. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like when I've casually tuned in when people are like, because it feels like a few times a year someone's like, yo, you got to watch this, this South Park episode. It just hits. And I watch it, and it's like, they've introduced some new characters that are really funny. Like, there's the PC principal, and there's <laughs> Randy, who's got a much bigger role. But I feel like it's very formulaic now, because they pump out the episodes so quick, that it's, you know, satirical take on modern politics for 20 minutes, and then, you know, there's some sort of resolution, and then Stan breaks the fourth wall and delivers some profound message, and then fade to black. And I feel like that's just kind of become more of a... It doesn't seem like it's so much edgy anymore. It just kind of feels like it's out there to try to make a politically profound statement, you know, once a week or give some sort of a hot take, you know? Yeah, they definitely. And I, I mean, I never watched the episode, like those first couple seasons where like what was going on during that time, like during that week that those episodes aired. Mm. Um to necessarily see if they've become more or less edgy. Well, we've been like 96 to like, or 96 or 97, I feel like is when it first came out, you know, Clinton administration, you know, I think there was definitely some political satire going on, but yeah. I feel like it was more just establishing a, a, a city and a bunch of characters. Chef was a huge part of the show. Um, and then I feel like, kind of the whole bush era is when it kind of took a more and then when we went to war i feel like that's when the show really kind of leaned into that which i'm not saying i'm not saying advocating like censorship at all damn we're getting political on suds hey but and that's okay had to happen happened to the best of them but uh i don't know i just feel like it's kind of the the show has shifted from kind of slapstick raunchy comedy to kind of uh flavor of the week hot take yeah um i don't know they just 
I don't think they're trying to be more careful because there's been some episodes like in recent seasons where I'm like, holy shit, guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're definitely trying to play more into current events. But I think that like politics wise, I don't think that they I mean, this this last, you know, presidential four years everybody was kind of doing a riff on it so like i feel like they kind of wanted to stay away from that as much as they could they still did plenty but it wasn't as often as they you know could have done yeah it's tough to say um i will say like season like eight through like 12 Mm. some of my favorites and then new episodes are still really good not all of them are great though Eight would have been when they were probably laying, like coming off of like the whole Ben Laden thing. Yeah, there was there was a horrible <laughs> final or finalization to a Jersey Shore episode. Okay, that yep, had Ben yep. Laden. I um, can picture the time period. Yeah, Jersey Shore. Enough said. Uh, yeah, it was rough. That one was like, yeah. Well, maybe Oof. we'll do a South Park podcast. Please don't make me do that. <laughs> Please don't make me do that. Let's make a pact right now. No no South Park <laughs> no, podcast. No South Park podcast. Deal. Shit, they uh, even had in their title screen for one of their seasons, it just, in the back, like when they were running credits, it just said, hashtag cancel South Park. Like, I don't know if they were trying to get themselves canceled or if they were trying to prevent other people from being able to cancel them. You gotta imagine Matt Stone and Trey Parker are just gotta be ready to be done after like at some point, right? I mean, maybe, but like they keep putting it out. I guess. Like, if if they want to be done, they can be done. But they just they keep pumping out the episodes. Yeah. And they honestly don't do that. I mean, they do episodes pretty much every year, and they came out with like a forty-five minute episode over the winter. Um. They were never your Seth MacFarlane or Mike Judge types, totally, Mm-mm. where they had... I mean, they kind of were in the 90s, but it was never where they like were simultaneously working on three pro- projects, starring in a project, you know, doing a musical thing, like, they, you know, and they, they were in the 90s, but I feel like last 20 years, it's kind of just been Matt Stone and Trey Parker have been... Their focus is being themselves and doing South Park. Yep. But... Um, yeah, I, I, it's tough to say if they still enjoy doing it, but I don't know why they would if they didn't. True. You know. It's a medium to say whatever you want. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Just and like Suds Buds. Exactly. <laughs> I was I was trying to think of something offensive to say, but like I just I couldn't do it. I'm glad you did. I'm just very excited to drink more of this beer. Yeah, you saying offensive things, that would be very uh, very out of character. Subjectively speaking. Yeah. You're the moral compass of the show, Nathan. Well, that's what everybody calls me. <laughs> Have you checked our comments section? <laughs> the moral compass of the show, Mr. Uh, Nathan Uppadel. The That's how I should have introduced you every episode. Mr. Well, I'm Mr. Belgian, you know. What's up, everybody? You're listening to Suds Buds, the show where good buds talk good suds with the wonderful workers of the beer industry. I'm your host, Eric Anderson. Here... What, what was your title again? <laughs> Mr. Belgian? The other one. Mr. Or Mr. Uppadel? 
the moral compass of the show, ah. Mr. Nathan Uppadell. What's going on, dude? <laughs> Happy to be here, bud. We're drinking our third beer <laughs> of our, our season finale. Well, fourth beer. Well, me. this is the third beer of our season finale. That's right. I drank the fourth beer. You I jumped drank. the gun. And, I, I mean, it was still the fourth beer you drank on air, so I think it's good. I think we're good. We're in the clear still. We're clear. Yeah. It counts. Exactly. Beer 100, hams, suds, buds. And, whew, should we announce some sort of a prize for the person that uh, wins the guess of what beer we're drinking when we drop that little post? Because, see, it's a little out of order because we're recording this on a Tuesday. We're going to post it tomorrow. Episode's going to drop Thursday. Mm-hmm. We got to put a bet on it. Whoever whoever uh, guesses the beer correctly first on Instagram, Nate's got to give them something. Why do I have to give them something? Because it only makes sense that way, man. Can I give them a hams? You heard it here. If you can guess what beer <laughs> we're drinking for my 100th beer, the Nate picture, will give you that beer. The picture is... Uh, I'm... <laughs> Maybe I'll like do a pretty heavy edit on it so I can completely black it out. Cause what we what we have ready to post is um, it's not exactly hiding it. Those are some rough pictures. <laughs> They're great pictures. Yeah, I crawled into a light box for those photos. <laughs> it was so funny seeing a really tall guy in a really small light box. Yeah, it was great. Big addition to old Suds Buds uh, was getting that light box and. Kind of a, almost a little bit too late. I feel like it was up in our social media game. Oh, yeah. Well, first one we used on was that Oliphant box, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like now that I got that, it's just commitment that you have to choose an, uh, another subject for another podcast so we can take mm. dope pictures each week. How about we do a podcast just about me? A podcast about Nate. So it'll just be me in that box every week. All right. Maybe I'll record from the box. I don't know. Tell you what, we'll start that one month from today. In the meantime, the only work I'm going to need you to do is just become much more interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been this last episode of Suds Buds. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I, I could say the same shit if you flipped it on, on me. But, oh, uh, now he's trying to backpedal. Yeah, I'm just Hurts my feelings <laughs> and then tries to backpedal. It doesn't happen often when you, when you, when you hurt someone who's unhurtable. It's a weird feeling. It somehow hurts you. Exactly. What? That's I, quote me. Put it, <laughs> when you hurt the unhurtable, it only hurts you. Put that with like some dove wings and and make it really grainy and make it an accursive font and put that as your Facebook background. Mm, put it as Dusty's back tattoo. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> when you hurt the unhurtable, you only hurt yourself. Yeah, I can see that on Dustin's back. Yeah, I think he'd do it. I don't know. Let's get him back on. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah. He already owes me one tattoo of my choosing. What, wasn't your last one uh, a giant picture of your face on his chest? Well, yeah, it was a portrait. And there's been a little bit of difficulty hashing out the details. So he's cool with the portrait. Mm-hmm. I'm still iffy on if I get to choose which picture or if he gets to choose. Okay. I'm also still iffy on placement. I don't think we've agreed on placement of it. Sure. But he did say if I pay for it, I can pick the artist. Ooh. Which that I think is the most dangerous part of the bet. Because oh, yeah. that to me is like you never skimp on a tattoo. Mm-mm. What if you're putting your tattoo on somebody else? Like 
I'm going to go on Google reviews and sort the other way. <laughs> We're going to that shop. I'm getting Dusty a full back piece for a case of beer and 25 bucks. Being a guy named Cletus's garage. Yeah. And it's going to be yep. my face. It's going to be like Alex's tattoo story. You told us where he shows up and the door's been kicked in by a SWAT team. <laughs> he's like, I still got some dope pink dude. And he did. That was his uh, clockwork orange tattoo. Was it really? Yeah. I don't know if he told me that story. It was on the air, dude. You listen. There's no way to know for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's on Spotify, episode one, season two. <laughs> Tune in. There's no way to know for sure. <laughs> oh, shit. Don't make me pull it up. Uh, you want to live react to Sudsbuds episode one, season two? That season three is us live reacting to Sudsbuds episodes. <laughs> I would love to listen to that. Oh my god, that would be so shitty, but <laughs> so funny to like five people. And three of them would be me, you, and Dusty. And Sam would hate us. Sam yep. would fire us from our podcast. <laughs> you guys just aren't allowed to come here anymore. He, he wouldn't fire us. He would just take all of our shit, which is his shit, and be like, you guys gotta find your own recording space. And you gotta move out. <laughs> still send him a clip of it every week <laughs> i'd still send him the episode descriptions every week <laughs> oh that'd be great oh man <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh that's season three all right coming at you season three confirmed it's like suds buds react it's like a clip show but also it's us just at the end of the day just stroking our own egos just just regurgitating and recycling content that's not even that great I feel like we've pumped out some good ones. We've pumped out some good stuff. Oh. Um, we've had some good guests. I don't want to... I think... What's your favorite episode of the season? Um, Favorite episode of the season? <laughs> Got a few. Um, okay. I think Michael Wagner's was cool because I've always been a big fan of Steel Toe. Um, For sure the most informative episode. I'm not really a dude that has a lot of idols. Even as, like, a kid, like, there were very few people I idolized. Like, there'd still be very few people today where if, like, I ran across them in public, I'd, like, geek out, you know? At the most, it would maybe just be like, hey, man, could I have a picture and go my own way, you know? Sure. But I love Steel Toe so much that, like, getting to talk to the man that, like, makes one of my favorite beers was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Even though, like, as someone, as myself, who has no aspirations of being a brewer, like, felt like a special night. It is kind of weird that way where, like, I love talking to brewers, but I have absolutely zero interest in, in, interest in doing that work. It is grueling work. Maybe not. Yeah. Grueling seems to be the the play and oof. A lot of math. Yep. A lot of science being applied. I don't know. It's it, I got a, a lot, lot of early mornings. People. A lot of early mornings. See, so yeah, Michael is probably my favorite guest as far as someone I'd never met before. Mm-hmm. Um, the Ryan episode was fun. <laughs> Had a lot of fun talking with Ryan. Um, that was great. Definitely kind of a cool thing for me, just like reconnecting with him because, you know, I've now probably seen him three times since we recorded that episode. Disc golf with him, stopped in and visited him at work. It's, um, I kind of talked last season, like, if if. I could have one person that listened to an episode go out and buy a beer that we reviewed, then it was a win. But yeah. like for this season, it's like being able to like reconnect with someone, you know, be friends with someone again. Even though we like we're never not friends, we just grew apart. You know, life happens. 
and now it's like you know you just pick it right back up that was really cool um so those are probably like the two answers that would maybe surprise you but i mean shit dude any episode with dustin alex our holiday episode was really cool holiday episode was fun i've got a lot of favorites but i would say those are my standouts ryan michael wagner holiday episode um yeah i mean michael's episode was just i I learned a lot and also uh he shares my affinity for belgian beers so like that was great uh he's now in my band uh otilla's cookies cookies yeah album drop in 2021 there you go uh mike if you're listening i should start showing up to practice (laughs) please show up yeah um other than that uh i did i really liked well i loved the um mario party 2 playthrough that was fun. Uh, that was a great one. I don't um, know if you guys love that, but let us know. I was gonna um, say on air. I don't think it probably went that well. Uh, I had a lot of fun recording it. Me too. I had a lot of fun kicking both of your asses, and I had a lot Liar of fun. And cheat. I had a lot of fun watching Alex shotgun. Um, probably our lowest rated beer of the season. Um, but well, we didn't we didn't count those into our main season tally. I love that episode. That episode totally counts as the main season. Getting to talk to my lovely girlfriend on the show. Aww. Our wonderful Aww. producer of the show. Cute. And uh Mr. Patrick Bookler was uh it was it was really fun. It was um, such a beautiful boy. Yeah, just it was a very wholesome, informative and hopefully slightly inspiring episode. The way you phrase that, though, it sounds like you're dating Patrick and he is the producer of the show. Why is that? Because that's just the way you phrase it. You got to talk to your lovely girlfriend, girlfriend. producer of the show, oh, so Patrick Sam, Bookler. Sam, girlfriend, Sam, producer of the show, Sam, Salsa Dave, Sam, not Dave, Sam, Sam, Dave, Salsa Dave, and then uh, Patty B, Patrick mm. Bookley. Sweet young man. Sweet young man. Even just, though he's older than both of us. Yep. That doesn't matter. Uh, just He just got a house, actually. Did he? Yeah. He got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, A lot of gorgeous woodwork. St. Paul? Uh, yeah. Or over by his school. I forget what school he teaches at, but uh, over by the school. Um, you know those like awesome archways, like the giant wooden archways in a home? Yeah. There's like three of those in there. I was like, Hell damn, yeah. Patrick. It was great that's awesome yep man house buying it's uh know a lot of people that are doing it right now mm-hmm. been considering it myself but uh i think the more i think about going back to school the more it might be something that pushing a little further out i don't know if i want to be a first time homeowner possibly a renter and a student but that's me just venting my life on y'all you know it's a lot of things that haven't been decided on yet but we'll get there well, let us know in the comments what you think about yeah. Eric's life choices. Yeah, if uh, you're a life coach and you think I need help, uh, probably do, and you're probably the one. <laughs> Easily influenced, so uh, <laughs> drop a line. He is, yeah, he's just clay. He just needs to be molded. I don't think easily influenced is something that a lot of people would label me as. I hope not. Yeah, you know, you're on my podcast. Can be influential, but I don't know about easily influential. influenced. Oh, <laughs> 
Talk about stroking egos out yeah, here. All right. You know me. I'm the ego stroker. That's classic you. That's what everybody calls you. That'd be a cool name for a supervillain. Ego stroker. I feel like that'd be the lamest supervillain. Ego stroker. Yeah, but like he's it's gonna be like a weird like small supervillain that just strokes the ego of the villains so they don't beat him or the heroes so they don't beat him up. No, I think he'd be like super powerful. He'd kick the heroes' asses and then stroke their egos as they're like lying in waste. So he strokes the egos so they don't seek revenge. Punch him into the ground and be like, "You look beautiful, Captain America." Well, uh, yeah, okay, sure, sure. It's a weird thing to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a reverse psychology at its finest. I don't know how that's reverse psychology. You punched a guy and then you complimented him. It's kind of like when you give really like condescending compliments and it makes people want to punch you. I Okay. <laughs> I had this conversation with Andy uh, la- yesterday. No, Sunday. So you do it. Sunday. No. <laughs> he he. Ca- I kept complimenting him and he kept being like, shut up, man. And I was like. It's a pretty good Andy. Yeah, thank you. I've been working on it. Um, and he kept like thinking I was insulting him or having some backhanded compliment. I just don't know where that comes from. Is it my tone? Oh, so Is you're that... ignorant to your problematic uh, uh, personality traits. Or are you guys projecting onto me? Maybe none of you are sincere enough. You want to just rate this beer? Why don't we, pal? Because we're ending this season on a low note. <laughs> low no- I simply asked a question. You know, but I mean, that's how every good uh, every good rubber match ends. You got to set it up for the, the trilogy, you know? Sure. Next season, Eric will answer the question. Yeah, we'll end it Does one Does he think one. I'm being sarcastic? Always. That's pretty Yes. Fit. Yes, we'll, we'll answer that this season. If, yes. If it makes you feel better. Isn't I don't even sarcastic? know. I don't even know if I'm being sarcastic anymore. Absolutely. It's, be- it's become a problem. <laughs> mm. All right, Mr. Belgian, Mr. Sarcasm, mm-hmm. the the moral compass. That's what that all the they call me all of those things. The polar compass. Mm-hmm. Polar compass. Polar express. Polar express. Yep. Am I oh am I going up first again? Yeah. All right. All yeah. right. Um Wow. It's your show now. It is my show. Um, so the Portage Brewing Effleur um, Mixed Fermentation Saison with Lavender Tea, Lemon, and Honey. Uh, hot damn. Great beer. Um, I think Dusty Trunks would love this beer. A little more tart than I was expecting. Same, same, yep. same. That lemon really comes through. Lemon really comes through. Um but I really enjoyed this beer. Um, the again, the the lemon's kind of like the main note, and then it finishes with that lavender and honey. Um, so it doesn't it doesn't leave tart. It just really starts off that way. Um, like I could do could do big swigs of it, small. Um, but I was, yeah, kept coming back for more. Wasn't something, yeah. Um, I'm probably going to go four or five on this guy. Four or five. Four or nice. five. 
going to be one up in you here. Oh, Two this. up in you here. I hate that. Four seven. I'm going four eight. <laughs> four nine. To the lady in the back. <laughs> going five? I'm not doing five. All right, no, I'm going four seven. Okay, that's fair. You can have it at four eight. It's all you. No, no I retract my bit. I'm sticking with mine. All right. All right. I scared you. I win. I'll take four seven on this one. <laughs> okay. Uh, four any, seven to the tall four, guy in the Carhartt. Four seven to the tall guy in the Carhartt. My hat is off to him. I'm not wearing a hat. Uh, yeah, it's it's really good. I like this a lot. Um, a lot of lemon, a little bit of honey. Definitely picking up that tea. Um, it was weird being able to taste the tea. It wasn't just the lavender. You could taste the tea in it. Totally. And I got scared when I saw lavender because I didn't see that when you bought it. Mm-hmm. I like the smell of lavender, but I don't know if lavender likes me. I like okay. essential oils. Sure. Like thieves oils, like peppermint oils. Just, you know, like to feel alive, like like tea tree oil. But, uh... Got... Okay. Fucking hippie. Uh, I didn't say that. <laughs> lavender oil burns me, dude. Really? Literally burns me. Like, if I put lavender oil on my chest, try to open up and feel a little fresh, it, mm-hmm. uh... I'll get, like, spots on my chest. It's like just, a little like, allergic to lavender? I don't know if it's, like... I've only tried one type of essential oil of lavender. Okay. So maybe it's just that companies is like super concentrated. Sure. You know? Um, and it's always been one of those things that I like love the smell of, like the taste of, but it's super overpowering. And I feel like I'm always a little worried around it just because I feel like it's going to mess me up. And to me, this was like, I got it right on the nose. Uh. But it was definitely like the last flavor I picked up. Mm-hmm. It was like just enough. Usually, like I feel like too much lavender in a drink. Cause I used to drink these like lavender seltzers, these like bubbly waters, non-alcoholic. From who? Um, Pure. Pure was the brand. Okay. They made it was like a glass clear bottle, but they made a lavender, um, like a Lacroix, like a lavender sparkling water. All right. It's phenomenal. Mix it with a little bit of gin. Mm. But. Uh, too much lavender almost smells perfumey for sure um when i smell too much lavender i get that potpourri yes yes yes. and it's not it's not like it's a bad smell but it's just like a fake unpleasant smell if it's too much like it it could be 100 percent pure lavender oil too much of it and i'm like no that smells fake 100 percent. yeah i don't get that from this no not even slightly i think that's why i'm putting it so high this is up there with uh, season favorite beers. I think it ties for my second favorite of the Damn. season, maybe. I mean, it's just two spots below that pesh, mm. which, I mean, when I that, say that. That pesh was, okay. <laughs> that pesh was holy shit good. Yeah. That that might break our scale. I mean, if, if I could get that, like, year round, that might be like a 5-5. Five, five. Okay. <laughs> He was looking at you, Allagash. Please do it. <laughs> distribute. Distribute here. Please. Mm. Do, do they come? Is it Where is it? Is it not west of Ohio? No, west of Chicago. They're in Chicago. Um, but I did hear that they are distributing in select places in Hudson. That's right. You said that. Um, I don't spend enough time in Hudson. 
not going to say anything bad about Hudson. It's not that far away. It's not far away. Um, but I would hate to like have to go liquor store hopping just to like, like go to a bunch. There's a lot of liquor stores in Hudson. Tell I spent what. a good amount of time in Hudson. We'll check the website. We'll track it down. And next time I'm heading to Cabela's in Woodbury, we'll go to Hudson. All right. Well, I got a sixer of Allagash White in my fridge. So, you know, I can let you know what you're in for. I don't drink and drive, Nate. Good to know. <laughs> I said I'll let you know, not let you taste it. I thought you were insinuating. I, Yeah, that's a, that's a no-no for me. Beer is a 21-plus beverage, uh, no road sodas. No, none road sodas. Uh, yeah, please drink responsibly. Nate, you freaking criminal. Outing yourself on this podcast. Talking about a day trip and you're trying to bring beer with on the road. I, Okay. Role reversal. I'm One. ending this season as the face. You are the heel. You're the villain. You're my nemesis. I really thought that I had set up that. I don't know that that's a role reversal. I feel like I've been in character the whole time. As a bad guy? Um, you know, uh, kind of. <laughs> Definitely haven't been the good guy. But you look like Jesus. Well, that's kind of why I gotta I gotta overreact to that. Are you saying Jesus is a bad guy? My grandma once made me do prayer over Easter dinner or East. Yeah. Easter dinner. Um, I haven't been to church in a long time. She had me do prayer because I quote unquote looked like Jesus. Yeah. Well, your grandma also puts too much vanilla in her cookies. That's according not to you. my grandma. That was my neighbor. <laughs> Attila's come up a lot in this episode. She has. And maybe if you'd actually practice with your band, we'd hear some more about Attila. <laughs> But instead, it just is a name that just like I said, lives in our listeners' if, memories. If Mike comes to band practice, we'll have an album out. All right. Well, Arida's Cookies, your favorite funk band, their first project coming very soon. It's going to be super salty and uh, Idaho-y. Maybe they'll even record it in a year. And Andy will do their, uh, he'll mix it. Idaho-y. There's a lot of, a lot of references. Yeah, there. I was going to say, that was just reference, reference soup there. Let's not top it. Okay, that's fair. Let's call it good. Calling her good. Think uh, we reviewed all of our beers for this episode? That we did. You we get your hundredth beer. I hit my hundredth beer. Very excited. I hit my hundredth beer. That's a that's a big deal. I feel happy. You drank a hundred beers on that very in that very spot on that very couch. You know what? I gotta dance. <laughs> I think it's time we dance. I gotta get out of here. Um, but this has been season two of Suds Buds with Eric Anderson. Myself, Nate Uppadel, my co-host, wonderful dude. Um, yeah, feel free to you know relive our episodes if you want on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts. If you miss us, drop us an email at sudsbudspod at gmail.com. Uh, we're active on Instagram each week, so messages us, message us on there, uh, public or private, whatever works, and... We've also got a special playlist up on SoundCloud, or excuse me, um, Spotify. Spotify, yes. So if you just go to Spotify, your your search, search browser, and type in uh, "Sounds of Suds Buds," you'll find a playlist by Squatch. That is me, and uh, you can listen to all of our wonderful outro tunes. But without further ado, here is our final outro tune. Thank you all. Be safe. Drink responsibly, and we love you.